Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the Usus Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Harshini. I'm Sarah. And we have a special guest today, Miriam, who is a frequent listener as well as a friend of the podcast. Miriam, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Miriam. <laughs> um, and Miriam recommended the book that we're going to talk about today, which is Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. Um, so we thought it'd be an awesome chance to all chat about this book. Um, but yeah, Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. It's a book that I chose. Miriam recommended it to me. I chose it for the podcast. Um, this is originally a Swedish book. It was translated from Swedish to English. Um, and yeah, before I get any further, I'm going to hand it off to Sarah for a summary. Thanks. So this book takes place in Bear Town. Uh, and it's a very small town in uh, pretty rural in the middle of the woods. And a big focus in the town is hockey. So when the kids grow up, most of them grow up playing hockey. Uh, they really encouraged hockey players. And um, in the book, there's uh, a really good team. Uh, and they're and they're making it to the finals of a tournament. And basically, the book implies that the success of this town um, is based on how well they do in this final, uh, because it is a dying town. And um, they think that uh, with successful hockey players, more people will want to come and revive the town. So the story follows the like what happens towards this final um yeah I, I won't spoil it too much it's basically the story to the final it doesn't sound that great when I say it but I swear it gets interesting after that it's a bit of a slow burn so yeah <laughs> that's all I got Cool. So I will start off with the spoiler free review section. So I just want to put a big caveat over my entire, my review here and honestly, my entire participation in this podcast, because I feel like I was very unfocused the entire time I tried to read this book. I made us push the recording because <laughs> I could not actually read the physical book and I started listening to the audiobook which usually I'm not a big audiobook person but then got into the audiobook and yeah I feel like I just because I listened to the audiobook and didn't pay attention to every single word I feel like I missed certain things so entirely possible that we'll talk about something and I'll be like wait that happened um, but I, I got the main points of the book. I made sure I like read the, description, the other summaries online and I was like, okay, I got the main stuff. Um, but yeah, I think this book definitely started off slow for me as Sarah said. So I think that was part of the reason that it took me a while to get into it. And there are a lot of characters, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I think this author did a really good job of like, giving snippets of the characters because it's really like about this entire town so I thought that was a cool aspect of the book um because you really got to see like since it's about the town like you got to see all of these different people in the town and it's like 
I don't know, they were all like not like a lot of them weren't super major characters, but it helped build the story. And I think once what it where it really got interesting for me was once you actually started to see the connections, because that's why when I first started this book, I was like, wait, okay, so there's this character and this character and then these other characters. And there's just like lots of characters popping up. And I was like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, then then once they started connecting, I understood. I think there are definitely some parts in the spoiler section that we'll talk about that overall I think this is a like pretty like sad book um like not like super super I don't know it's it's got some dark stuff going on so I think I was also not in the mood to read a super dark book but overall I thought the ending was really cool and I don't know I really liked the ending so overall I gave this book four stars I forget who's going next. I am. Okay. <laughs> what is your spoiler-free review? Yeah. Okay. So I um so I chose this book, uh, as I mentioned earlier, based on Miriam's recommendation. Um, and I loved it. I gave it five stars. Uh I this is my second book by Frederick Bachman. Um, and I can see that he has kind of certain threads throughout all of his books, like certain common characteristics. I think he normally has books with like these large casts of characters and they're all kind of intertwined with each other and they all kind of like, you know, there's stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked the story. I thought, I don't know, like, I know you said this was a pretty dark book and I agree. I think there's like, def obviously there's like a lot of dark stuff happening in this book, but I also thought that there were certain parts that were very heartwarming there were certain parts that were like, you know, like I was, I felt like I, there was like a lot of parts that I felt, you know, were very like had a lot of emotional depth and I was here for it. Um, I, so I am not a big fan of sports novels. Like I like watching sports, but like I personally, when I first heard about like, oh, this book is about like a hockey team and the small town. And I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be a sports book. I don't really, I don't even know hockey that well. Like I don't, I never watched hockey before. Like, am I going to like it? But I don't know what it was, but this one, it was just so like high school hockey, like high school, anything, like any show with the high school, like like team of some sort I was like low-key high school musical vibes or like one tree hill vibes in this book where like when when um I don't think this is a spoiler but like obviously as Sarah mentioned like they're like vying for this final so in the beginning right at the very beginning they have like this uh, scene with the semifinal and like the tension in the semifinal and you're like oh my god are they gonna win are they not gonna win I don't know and like all the guys like getting together and like becoming a team it was just very heartwarming to watch it or like read about it. and I was like oh my god this is so cute um but yeah so I would definitely recommend this book I gave this five stars even if you don't necessarily like sports novels don't let that deter you it's a great book it's not really focused on the sport I think it would be it's it's more focused on obviously the sports integral into the community but it's more focused on the community and the small town um but yeah that's it for me I'm gonna hand it over to Miriam Miriam this is I you recommended this book and I think Frederick Bachman is one of your favorite authors what do you think 
Yeah, so obviously I recommended this, so I like the book and I would rate it five stars. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that to the end, but um, <laughs> I also don't, I'm not a big sports person, but as we just said, like, you don't have to be into sports to enjoy the book, I think. Also, the book itself, I think most of his books are very character focused, like there is the plot, but most of his books focus on the people and the interactions and connections that they have with other characters in the story. And then Hashini, as you were saying, there were kind of a lot of characters hard to keep track of everyone, and there wasn't like kind of a main character. I think that's also pretty common in his books where there's like a whole group of characters and it, no one of them is really the sole protagonist. It's a lot of the connections between everyone. Okay, okay. so <laughs> I gave this book, I don't know, I'm, I can't decide. It's like maybe a four. Yeah, we'll go with the four. <laughs> so, uh, what if, well, okay, I, I like that there were a lot of characters because it, you got to see, like, it painted a, a good picture of, like, what the town is like and their interactions together. And since it is such a small town, you saw, you, you pretty saw, much saw everything um, that goes on in the town. However, I have a horrible memory and I could not for the life of me remember what each character does. To this day, I have no idea which person is the general manager of the team, which one's the owner, which one's the coach. Like I, I, I think for me, it has some, I, I struggle a bit with uh, knowing who everyone was. And that was kind of a drawback for me for having so many characters, but I mean, if you have a normal memory, it's probably not that bad for you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do really like that he gave like a lot of dimensionality to the characters. Like I know we've read some books where the character personality, like the last book we read, the character personality is like half-baked, but he, he does put a lot of work into like, creating a personality and like showing like I guess the inner struggles that a person's having during some conflict um and and since it shows different perspectives it's also like a lot of different perspectives on the same conflict which is pretty interesting um yeah like everyone else said I don't like sports but and I know when I first read the description I was like what is Pooja making me read? Like, I know our friend recommended it, but like there's a limit at sports books. But it had to be honest, it was it was not I think I I actually appreciated the sports aspect. Um, it definitely wasn't a focus. I mean, they still had the like, we gotta win stuff that I don't understand as someone that doesn't play sports. But it was, I don't know, it was nice. And the author made you feel like like in the team, not just like watching the team. Um, oh, yeah, the slow burn part. <laughs> I, I, I have, I don't know, it, it could go both ways. I, I like it and dislike it at the same time. Because for, I'd say, Probably three quarters of the book was the slow burn part. 
I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but maybe it was half of the book, but that's like a little bit too long for me. I mean, I think it's nice that you can like fully understand the characters before you go into the conflict, but like I got shit to do, you know, like it's, it's like, I don't know, it's a little too long for me. And then the ending. I was like listening to ending when I was like really stressed during an experiment. So maybe I wasn't fully paying attention, but I have no fucking clue what happened. Like, I don't understand. Like part of it is like 10 years into the future, what these people are doing. (laughs) He just said like, this person is in this situation. And based on like what happened, you were supposed to guess like who that person was. And I like, I have no fucking clue who what what person he was referring to so I didn't like the ending for that reason (laughs) yeah that's my review oh oh oh, would I recommend it I I would recommend it probably yeah unless you hate slow burns then no and 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 if you have a decent memory (laughs) to remember the characters not that that was that so much of a drawback but yeah (laughs) You really got a lot out of your off your chest there, Sarah. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm the puja of today's podcast. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. No, I I always forget to say if I would recommend the book. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I see like what Sarah was saying. I feel like I related to a lot of what she was saying, um, except the ending because I listened to the audiobook and kind of like wasn't super paying attention, but then. I read the like, read the summary and then I reread the ending and then I understood. So it definitely took me a couple tries there. But um, yeah, no, because I feel like because of like the pace of the book in the beginning, like I um felt like the I felt like the beginning of the book was so much longer than maybe even it actually was because it took me a long time to read it and I was like reading it over a few days. But when you said like, oh, the semifinal in the beginning, I was like, that felt like the middle of the book to me. <laughs> like it felt like there was so much that happened before it but the summer also described it as the beginning so it's like okay that was the beginning um <laughs> yeah I will say like just to hop in here like I I read a lot of this book I listened to a little bit but like I definitely think the beginning you should read it because there, it's like a lot of setup, right? Like it's like introducing a bunch of characters, you're figuring out like, you know, who is connected to who, who is related to who. So I think like reading that part and then when I got a sense of all the characters, then I started listening to the audiobook. But then at the end, I read like maybe the last 25%, which was useful, I think, because you, you read the core parts basically. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would have sorry (laughs) I definitely would have preferred to read it but when I started this book I was on the train and it did not load to my kindle and I was so mad but then I got the audio (laughs) anyways I I would recommend this book I think you definitely yeah should be prepared to like read um about a lot of characters and also like deal with that kind of emotional depth that Pooja mentioned and I totally forgot to mention but yeah I think it was really well done though like even if I was like I feel like for books to make me feel emotional like it's really hard because I'm definitely a person that lacks emotions sometimes but I think <laughs> this book did a good job of that 
anyway, Sarah, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, maybe I was confused about the characters because I only listened to the audiobook. I didn't read anything. So maybe if I read it, I would like connect Peter to the coach. I get, I don't know. <laughs> Peter was the manager. That honestly confused me too for the longest time until like towards the end of the book. I was like, okay, David is the coach, Peter is the general manager. And they're suppressing. I think he also does kind of intentionally make it confusing where he'll he'll describe use like the same descriptors he used when he first introduced the character and just kind of expect you to be like, oh, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a bad memory, that might not be the best. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I don't know. I learn or like can memorize stuff more when I read it. So yeah, definitely second the reading recommendation. Any other thoughts before we get into the spoilers? All right. So if you want to read this book, then stop the podcast now because we're going to spoil everything. Um, And we all recommended the book, so you should check it out. Um, But if you don't want to or already read the book, then you can keep listening. So Miriam, since you're new, you can give us the first topic. What do you think we should talk about? Okay. Um, I, re- I was writing things down on my phone. I'm like, okay, I need to be prepared. <laughs> um, so I was thinking- Sorry, put you on the spot. <laughs> so I know, I think you guys are trying to find good friendship books. I'm not sure how successful you were at that, but um, I think in this one, there are a lot of good, but complicated friendships. So there's, let's see, there's Kevin and there's now I forgot his name. Benji. Benji. Yeah, Kevin yeah. and Benji. And then there's Anna or Anna, Anna, I don't know. And Maya. And then there's like Ama and his friend group who I have forgotten. But we all definitely have really complex relationships with one another. So I think that's a pretty interesting part of the book. Oh, also, like there are also parental aspects. So there's what's who's it, Kara and Peter and Kevin's parents are obviously a little problematic. <laughs> but I think like the author did a really good job of showing from the parental perspective of how hard they're trying to like raise their kids and be good to their kids, but maybe not successfully. So I don't know if you had similar thoughts or different thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when Pooja mentioned heartwarming, I was like, yes, I totally forgot to like also mention the friendships I think were definitely some of the best that we've read because I feel like they were definitely really real. I mean, they're young kids so when I first like kind of read Anna and Maya's relationship and there's this specific scene where like Anna basically Anna always stays over at Maya's house and then she like tried to make a smoothie totally did not put the top on and like everything exploded and that was one of the first times I think you meet Anna or like the first time I definitely remember her and I was and then Peter who is um, Maya's dad is just like what is she doing? And I was like, oh my God, if I went to someone's house and did that, like that would be so terrible. But Anna's like literally treating this as if it's her house. And so, I don't know. I think it's really cute when there is that solid of a childhood relationship and you see throughout the book how they're so close and like would do anything for each other. And like, also I think they met because Maya almost fell into a lake or something uh, and Anna pulled her out, which is very dramatic to like meet someone that way, but definitely bonds you. So I don't know, their entire relationship was very cute. 
Yeah, I I have many thoughts. Okay, um, <laughs> let's go in order. <laughs> the first being, I initially didn't really like Anna because of the whole blender thing. And then also like generally, I was just like, why is she so annoying? But by the end of the book, I was like, wow, everyone needs a friend like Anna. She's so amazing. She's so good. Um, and for our listeners who want to be spoiled, let me, I, I also feel like it's necessary to just like mention like what the context is. Basically, so there is this character named Kevin and he's like the main, like, he's like the sports god of this town. Like he is like, everyone has all their hopes on him to like win this hockey champ, ice hockey championship or whatever. And basically the day, the day of the final. So like the day of the semifinal, they win the championship game and he and um, the G- general manager's daughter, Maya, are like kind of flirting before. And then they kind of like, you know, Kevin has this party at his house. Maya and her friend Anna are invited. And then Kevin rapes Maya. And like, she doesn't t- tell anyone. Um, later on, she tells her friend Anna. And Anna kind of convinces her to like tell people, like tell her parents, you know, report it to the police, that sort of thing. Um, because like, base she she's initially hesitant but then kind of Anna convinces her and then she ends up doing it and then the day of the final while they're all on the bus to go to this final like for their final game uh, the police come and arrest Kevin publicly um and then like the team ends up losing the final and it becomes this big thing about like you know uh people kind of like basically hate on Maya for like ruining this opportunity opportunity in quotes here opportunity for the town and it's like this whole thing and it's like a lot of the town is against Maya but then you know a lot of people don't believe her um they kind of are all back in Kevin and then like it's just kind of like relationships in the town change people kind of like you know take sides it's a it's a very dramatic thing um which is like the main core darkness i guess of the novel um but yeah anna sticks with maya the entire time and like she like first i was like oh my god is it gonna be a jealousy thing like are you know what's gonna happen no 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 that friendship was so pure so good i was like oh my god this is so good okay that's maya and anna's friendship okay that's step one step two we're gonna talk about benji because benji is such a good character i love benji i love benji and i love amit who is this they both of them are kind of like um amit is introduced as this character who's like this guy who is like younger but He's a very good player, but no one really has noticed him that like he's very good Uh, and he practices every day and he's very dedicated to the sport and that sort of thing. And then he suddenly gets the opportunity to be on this team before the semifinal. And then he ends up helping the team win the semifinal and then suddenly the team starts liking him. Um, And there's like a racial component as well. Like he is clearly, we don't necessarily ever find out like where he's from or what his ethnicity is, but like it's, he's not white. And he's definitely of a lower socioeconomic status than like other people in the town. And then there's Benji, who's Kevin's best friend. But Benji, after he finds out that like Kevin and like they are like best friends since they were children, like they are like best friends. But then Benji, after finding out that Kevin had done this to Maya, like essentially cuts him off and is like very much true to his morals and is like, I know that you did this and you're lying to me, but I never like I don't 
I refuse to be friends with you anymore. And he like, you know, ends up kind of like going, like, you know, distancing himself from Kevin. And like, he has his own demons. He has his own problems. But honestly, Benji and Ahmed, damn, love them. I just, it was so good. Ahmed and his other friend, Zach, love them too. There were so many good scenes. I literally wrote down so many scenes of like, I was scenes where I was getting emotional, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> but okay, Sarah, thoughts on thoughts on friendship? Yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't even consider the friendships in this book. I like didn't even consider this book as a friendship book, but I feel like it's probably one of the better friendships books we've read because I feel yeah like you guys said they're like so pure and it's not like I don't know there's like there's I mean you can see like some of them like when the rape first happens they're like oh I wish this like I I like they do things that maybe aren't great to do in a friendship and then I don't know you can see that like their remorse for it it makes it I don't know, I guess even more pure. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're all wholesome. I don't know what to say other than they're, they're very wholesome. Good friends to have in your life. Yeah, I was, especially Bobo and Amit, that was also cute. That was, yeah, because he was like, I don't know, the, the they were all picking on Amit and then Bobo came in and was like, I don't know, sticking up for him, even when everyone else was picking on him. I was like, yeah, they just met and he's already a solid dude. I, I like the progression of Bobo and Amit's relationship. Yeah. Like, the beginning is very, it's like, oh, he's just going to like pick on him and be mean to him and that sort of thing. But then like eventually at this party, like there's like a line that's like, oh yeah, you know, this is the day that they became friends. And like, and then since then, like Bobo sticks up for Amit all the time, like towards the end of the book where like after Amit kind of gives that speech and like explains to everyone what he saw and like gives his testimony or whatever, then like that other dude, freaking William Lit, who's the worst, he literally comes and like beats Amit up and then Bobo comes in and, you know, like, beats him back but he also gets beats up in the beaten up in the process and you're just like oh love that they stuck up for each other then that's so great yeah all right I want to kind of turn a little bit to this since you brought up the entire big plot point of the story I don't know this is the part where I was kind of like I was just frustrated, which I don't think is very fair because I feel like this entire situation of the rape happening and it's like basically Maya, like everyone is kind of like, oh, Kevin is so cool. So Maya was also like, Kevin is so cool. Um, Amit has a crush on her, but she's like, nah, ha ha ha. I'm going to go hang out with Kevin. And honestly, part of the, I pre- I'm pretty sure part of the reason Kevin was like going after her was because he was like, yeah, I can get her and you can't on it and stuff like that. But I feel like, I don't know, just the entire like 
that being the big focal point of the book, which obviously is like not known. And I, I think when I read the Goodreads summary, it was hinted at and I realized that it was hinted at, but I, I didn't read the Goodreads summary before I read this book. But yeah, I don't know. I just, oh yeah, I, I forgot we should have done a content warning, but content warning, the book contains rape and you, I don't know. I feel like you definitely see like that entire scene unfolding and then especially like the backlash of the entire almost the entire town against Maya and it's like a very antiquated way of like being like yes it's not the guy's fault at all and like doubting the girl's story like I get that that's still definitely a reality but I just hate when (laughs) that is like the case in um I guess like more modern I don't know when this book was written but it was also did not take place here and like I don't know but I feel like that that just frustrated me and I don't know I feel like that that made me like the book a little less even though I feel like that's unfair because I feel like the story that came around that was really powerful and again I I like the ending which I think we can talk about later but okay I I agree with you. Like, I think definitely this book is very frustrating, right? Because the, like, I, this book, I think was released in the, in English, at least in 2017. It's not that long ago. Like it's quite recent. However, I do think that the setting and the, like the situation all adds to it. Like, I think I am a big fan of slow burn books. So the, I, you know, I think that the way that the story was set up is all like, it all logically makes sense. Like you can believe that the town would react in the way that they react when the thing happens. If it, if that happened like much more early on, it wouldn't have been as impactful as it is. It wouldn't have been as like realistic as it is and that sort of thing. So this town is super small, like, and it's like a dying town, like, no, like, everyone is struggling economically, like, they don't know what's happening um, with the future of the town, you know, the hockey program is in danger, and, like, this one hockey program seems to be the thing that is bringing everyone together, and it's, like, the common ground, and when that chance to, like, you know, improve that common ground is gone, because they lose the final, because, this dude was arrested because he was of, of like charged with rape. Everyone like it, it makes it's terrible. But to me, it like I can see how all of those things line up that get, make that town react in the way that they do. Um, I actually think that like the the thing I, I was thinking that like, you know, the thing I was hoping I was, I was anticipating that the thing with Maya would get even worse. Like I was thinking like her parents never questioned her. And I like for a second, I thought that they would because I was like, oh my God, are they going to question her? It's going to be really bad. But no, no, no. Her parents never questioned her. Her friend never questions her. Like her best friend sticks by her the entire time. Her brother never like supports her the entire time. Like 
I was like, oh my God, like I, and like Amit, like obviously he was there and he saw stuff, but like he also tries his best to like help her out. And initially in the beginning, he like doesn't say anything. And I was like, oh my God, Amit, this is the worst. Like, dude, why are you doing this? But he even redeems himself. And I was like, oh my God, the redemption arcs for a lot of the people in the story were just really good. Um, and I like the whole progression. I agree. The ending, I have not mixed feelings, but like, I have a little bit of a mixed feeling, like a little bit, but like, we can talk about the ending later, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. It was like kind of frustrating to read about, but it was genuinely like, it was, it was pretty realistic. Even in this day and time in small towns like that, where it's like a sports town, I can see it happening. But yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that I think it was intentionally written that way to like maybe intentionally frustrating to kind of read and be like oh why is everyone still reacting like this because it is a way that maybe people still would react even now so even if it seems kind of like an old-fashioned reaction it still is reality somewhere um, and then also the reaction of like how other people responded to it I think he did a good job of making it pretty realistic there as well because like maybe like yeah Amat um is it Amat is that how you pronounce his name Amit 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 yeah Amit um like maybe should have said something earlier too but like this whole thing happened then maybe he's just still kind of a little shocked and also scared for himself how people will react to him as well if he says something yeah I mean pretty much what you guys said it it was frustrating but I think it's realistic and like I. I kind of appreciate that the author like brings this type of situation to light because it's not rare and it still is a problem that um, I guess needs attention. Um, yeah, I think another like, I mean, a, a big issue also is like people don't really report it. Um, and like, that was definitely part of the story of, I think Maya like, had a pretty decent amount of time where she was like just really upset and her mom noticed that she was really upset and uh, um uh, yeah I think Anna I forget exactly how she found out but like Anna didn't know anything she was just really upset that Maya kind of ditched her for a guy at the party so she left um and then Anna realized that this happened um and so she yeah, I think after seeing Kevin, I don't know, Pooja, remind us. <laughs> no, okay, so no, Anna, yeah, Anna sees Kevin and she sees like Kevin is a little bit like nervous. He's nervous to like look Anna in the face yeah. and like, she's like, what happened? Why is, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, so I think, and then Anna finds out and I think it's like basically after that, that Anna's kind of the one who says, you know, like Maya, you should tell someone because this could happen to someone else like you could do the same thing and Maya's still kind of like I I don't really want to talk about it and then ends up like seeing other little girls and she's like okay I have to do this um and I think yeah after that she's like super brave and I think that really like turns around her spirit and kind of like makes her more angry um and like wanting to speak out against it so I think that that part was definitely really interesting to see too and I think yeah obviously it wouldn't have been 
as interesting if, if she just didn't say anything the entire time. But I think the backlash really showed like why people are so afraid to say stuff, especially within like a small town like this against like this big hockey player that was also like, you know, her dad was the general manager of this team and stuff. So yeah, definitely a lot at play. But I, I agree. I think it was definitely realistic. Yeah, I I was just gonna say that um, I thought the author did a good job of like, I don't know, showing how like the inner struggle in the characters, like all the different types of characters, like that they had after um the rape. So it was like, I guess um, Maya's struggle with like telling people, and then like Anna's guilt because she didn't she didn't see if her friend was okay at the at the party and then like yeah I don't know the guilt of of having her best friend go through something like that and like Amit like his inner struggle of knowing like what the right thing is and then but having to go against everyone I mean he was pressured by by Kevin's dad and or like bribed and and everyone was like I mean he was already picked on but everyone was like oh we'll include you if you support Kevin um and then like even the parents like I forget their names but like some of the parents were like oh we believe Maya but if we believe Maya then or if we say we believe Maya then everyone's gonna be against us um, and we don't want to get ousted. And and it was like, I don't know. I think the author did a good job of like showing the personality and struggles that people had during that situation. Like, can <laughs> we talk about why you guys like the ending? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the ending. Why don't, okay, first, why don't you like the ending? Because I literally don't understand what happened. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I think you're mainly referring, I I don't know if you're, like, yeah, I I definitely know you're referring to, like, the ending parts where it, like, intersperses between, like, what happens during that time versus, like, 10 years in the future. And then the 10 years in the future stuff is very vague. There's, like, rarely any names used, so you have to make some inferences. But I think it, like, by the end you're like okay I think it's (laughs) I think he's talking about this person right now um the part of the ending like that stuff I think is like okay cool like I don't know I don't have many like strong feelings of like liking or disliking the 10 years later part but I think what I liked was um the I don't know I was (laughs) very confused because when I listened to the audiobook um I definitely thought that basically Maya is like very angry definitely talks about how like definitely throughout the book there's stuff about like either Maya's gonna die or Kevin's gonna die like either one of them has to like go like I don't know because Maya is definitely going through a lot processing this um and yeah there's definitely this insinuation of either she's gonna kill herself or kill Kevin so I definitely thought that Kevin died at the end and then I had to reread the book and I was like wait no um 
I was like, wow, we have another book with another like person dying. And by the way, I think um, this is why I was like very excited for this book. And then the slow burn part happened. And I was like, wait, where is this going? And I totally forgot about this. But the very first page is a very like, I don't know, intense scene of like, they're in a forest and like one teenager takes a pistol and like pulls the trigger against like another teen's like forehead or whatever and so it's like whoa like definitely gets you into the book um guess gets you ready to read all about everything that basically happened leading up to this um and honestly like in the beginning I was trying to like think about like who could be the like person killing who like who's gonna die um and then like I totally was surprised that it was Maya obviously I think it becomes like more clear that something is going to happen with Maya by the end because Anna has like all these like she knows how to shoot a rifle handgun stuff like that so shotgun I don't know whatever um so she's like teaching Maya and um she's very like oh my god why is Maya suddenly super interested in this and wants to go and like take them into the forest and stuff and yeah Maya basically takes is it a handgun or is it a shotgun (laughs) No, I mean, I think, I think it's like a like a rifle or something. Yeah, it, no, it is a shotgun because she's like, I'm loading two, but I only need one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about these guns, but shotgun. She takes a shotgun into the forest, gets to Kevin, puts the shotgun against his forehead and everything. He's super scared, and like she pulls the trigger. And you're like, oh, my God. But then you realize he didn't because like it says he like falls over and everything and stuff. But she did not load the gun. And it was just basically to like really scare him and like make him realize like the kind of fear that she has been feeling since the rape. So I thought that was really cool. And I don't know. I did not expect that. I did not expect her to be the person who was shooting Kevin. I did not expect the like shotgun not to be loaded I don't know I think generally that was a good way to like I don't know have have Kevin I don't know it is even like a worse situation for Kevin I would say it's kind of like the worst punishment you could give to like a criminal to someone who did something bad is like not like killing them but like making them live with something that's like really intense for the rest of their lives life um so yeah I thought that was very interesting what did you guys think okay to be honest I did not realize (laughs) that that gun wasn't loaded until you told me that's one of the reasons I was so confused I was like she shot him but I swear in one of these 10 years later he's alive I don't understand how (laughs) now that makes so much more sense now I like the ending a little more. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a clever ending. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's like a scene that like right after, basically she like pulls the trigger and he falls over and then she like drops the cartridge. And like the whole description is like, he thinks that he's bleeding right now, but he's not like, he's just, and then she literally is like, now you'll always be afraid of the dark. And then because she's always, she's like afraid of the dark since her rape, right? And then in the 10 years 
flash forward basically she's actually like a famous musician and she like goes to like it, she sees him in that small town again and he is like married and he's like a husband like he, he has a kid coming on the way like his life has proceeded her life has proceeded but she sees him and she doesn't say anything and then like he like ends up telling his wife the entire thing and then there's like a line that's like he sleeps with the lights on to this day because he's afraid of the dark to this day and I'm like I think yeah definitely slow burn but I think from the very start with the lines of like someone walking to a forest and like shoots someone but doesn't actually kill them which is revealed at the very end but I think he does a good job of keeping it like vague obviously so that throughout the whole book you are kind of still wondering who exactly is each one of them even up till the end because I wasn't sure if it was well I guess it becomes more clear when we hear about Maya trying to learn how to shoot a shotgun then it's like okay it's her but for a while I was like oh it could be Benji it could be Amma it could be like I keep saying the name wrong but <laughs> it could be any one of them I briefly thought it was one of Maya's parents but then I remembered they're teenagers so not one of them but yeah, it had me guessing who it was going to be for a while. And the 10 years forward thing, I did also kind of lose track of who was who. Um, yeah, that was definitely, he was like, the author was referencing very specific descriptions that he used of a character from like when he first introduced it. And so it's easy to miss who's who. Okay, can, it, can we talk about some of these flash forwards? Because something has been on my mind for a really long time and I'm very sad about this but okay so another character that is throughout the entire book David right and he is essentially the coach of this entire team so he like has been coaching this team for the past 10 years so they're all like he's known them since they were like seven years old till now when they're 17 and like it's very evident that like throughout the book they keep set saying that the players don't play necessarily for the town they play for him so they'll follow him wherever he goes because they like him so much and like he's like a pseudo father figure to a lot of these kids particularly kevin and benji but um yeah he like really likes both of them he really loves them as like he would love your own his own kids that sort of thing um but yeah, like David kind of backs Kevin the entire time, but like it's also evident that he has like a special place in his heart for Benji. And there is like a flash forward. Okay. There's a flash forward where it's implied that Benji dies, right? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Benjamin, <laughs> like, no. Oh my God. And then there's like in the flash forward, like, so David has a watch, right? And like his girlfriend is like, oh, like, are you going to give that watch to your kid? But he puts the watch on Benji's grave. Like, I was like, oh my God. Like, cause he was like, this is like my, this is like my kid. And then he always like writes little notes on the pucks. And he always tells Benji that like, he's like the bravest what is it? He says something like brave and bastard I know or something. And like, he always like writes a little note to Benji, like telling him like, you're the best, like you are the glue for this team and all this sort of stuff. And like, Benji doesn't have a dad. So like, this is all very nice. Right. And then he like puts that, he puts the puck and the watch on the grave. And I was like, oh my God, that means that like Benji dies like early in his life that I was like, oh my God, like literally that would mean that he dies that like before the age of 20 like before the age of 30 and I was like <sighs> it's so sad like I don't know why I was like so 
sad. I was like, why does he have to die? Like, hit, like Ahmed, like his flash forwards are all like, it's evident that he's going to be something like you, you can, you realize like all the flash forwards that he gets are always like something. I, I think he becomes like a big hockey star. Like he somehow is still like, he becomes famous in some capacity. Um, and he and Bobo remain friends, like in the future, you find that out. But the only flash forward you get a Benji is that he dies. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't. <sighs> Benji is such a, such a, okay. We'll talk about the scenes that I will get emotional at in the future <laughs> and like later on. But those, some of those flash forwards were like great I was very happy for Amit and I was very happy I did not I was kind of upset that Kevin had like had a decent life uh because I was like but you know what I liked the little thing of like he still sleeps with the light on because he still can't get over the fact that he's afraid of the dark all that sort of stuff um I like that Maya had like a really good flash forward where she was like clearly very successful in music and like that was really nice I don't know, because this book is so soul burn, I feel like you really get attached to all the characters. Like you get to know, you know, their likes and dislikes in the future, the flash forwards all seem to connect to them pretty well. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, did you guys like Benji in the way that I like? I feel like I'm the only person that's really passionate about Benji. Right I definitely now. like Benji. I think he was supposed to be the like hard exterior, but really super soft inside guy. He's like, has definitely had like a tough childhood, like because what his father killed himself, right? Yes, <laughs> I thought you said his father killed someone, and I was like, his so, like his dad someone? killed, and that's they're also describing his dad as what like wild. Yes, I didn't. So they describe Benji the same way, and then I guess yeah. he has a similar early end kind of thing. So there's that theme, and then what you're saying about Kevin, how you were kind of sad that he had like a decent life anyway. I think maybe hopefully. The author is trying to show that like Kevin grew as a person from that experience and realized like, oh, I made this terrible mistake and I need to be better kind of thing. And plus he still has to sleep with the nightlight. So that's kind of embarrassing for him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I liked Benji a lot too. I feel like this was this is one of the times where I'm like, that happened because <laughs> I think the flash forward you were talking about with Benji, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because I distinctly remember reading a part where it was like Amit, Bobo, Benji, and Zach maybe like the out of the four of them it was like one of them something one of them something I don't remember any of the other things but like one of them is like dies or is dead or whatever 10 years later um and I was like oh one of the four of them dies <laughs> now you said it's Benji I was like what but I guess I must have missed a chapter of flash forwards because I realized like I don't know what I did was I listened to the audiobook clearly not very well and then I went back and read the last chapter because usually the last chapter is like the flash forward stuff and then I was like wait <laughs> there's stuff before this that I definitely missed so I read the chapter before the second to last chapter and I was like okay okay it seems like I got all the information I need but turns out I think I missed one more that I should have read but um that is very sad I know there is another book in this or maybe two more books in in this series so there's, there's one published book out uh I think it's is it us against you that might be yeah, the title okay. of it and then 
he's coming out with a third one to I believe complete the series, but I don't know when that's supposed to be released. Wait, these books, the books follow who? <laughs> Do they follow people like on it or someone? I don't or know. I haven't read the oh. second one. Yeah, I was gonna ask I, if I you look up the Goodreads summary. <laughs> yes, yes. I I assume it I I don't know. I guess it could just follow the new people in the town, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we need to know what happens to Benji. I feel like it was very <laughs> hinted at and we can't we can't just be hanging left loose if there's another book, you know. Um but yeah, no, I I definitely was a little surprised because I saw that there was a second book and then I was like, wait, there's flash forwards because I feel like that's very uncommon. But I guess maybe the characters who we see, I don't know. I was going to say maybe the characters who we see the flash forwards who don't have, aren't in the next book, but that that may eventually wouldn't be. It might be like, so at the end of the book, right, there's like that whole scene where Basically, most of the team goes to like that bigger town's hockey team. And like David also goes to become their coach and that sort of thing. And the idea is that this like Bear Town's own hockey league will just like essentially be, you know, like, I don't know, it's like, <laughs> I'm a little bit distracted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Miriam just brought a cat. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, but basically Bear Town's team is like, it's like shut down. Like their hockey club is essentially shut down or something like that. But then a couple of the players come back, like Amit, Zach, Bobo, and Benji decide to like, you know, basically form the big st- form this new team or whatever and like start training these younger people to join and they start letting in like before it's like an all boys club. Now they start letting in like anyone to come in um and girls included as well like into this club and that sort of thing and there's this scene at the end where this very young girl like she's like you know like four years old or something and they have this scene like she, they're training her and like they there's this one line that like oh I like smells like cherry blossoms and like the idea is that every time like a smell of cherry blossoms is like like a mere not, not a miracle but it's like kind of like a like a a very special thing is happening in that moment. So like at the very beginning, Soon, who's a character we haven't discussed yet, but Soon is like the coach for the like uh, adult team or like the older guys team. Not, he's like date, like the coach above David basically. And Soon has like discovered David. He discovered the general manager, Peter. Like he discovered a lot of the talent in this town, but he's like, the now known as like crazy old guy and like everyone doesn't really like him anymore and that sort of thing but soon sees Ahmed playing and he tells David dude you need to get on this because this guy and he's like I smell cherry blossoms again because like Ahmed is like this like you know undiscovered talent and he's like oh my god Ahmed it's so good and then he discovers at the end like the girl is playing and they it's like such a good moment I was like oh my god this is why I keep saying this book is so heartwarming like there's so many moments like this where I'm just like ah it's all good okay but yeah anyway <laughs> yeah I'm so glad you're pointing out these things I did not notice the thing about the cherry blossoms I was like okay that's why I was very confused in the audiobook when it just ended <laughs> okay I, I was like hmm okay 
I feel like, I feel like both of you need to like read the book with your eyes. I, cause like, listen, the audiobook was fine. I actually like the narrator. Like, I think she was good and like, it's, it's good, but like there are certain lines, there's certain scenes that you might miss with the audiobook. But like when you read it, you'll see that like, I think Frederick Bachman uses a lot of like repetition with like, and then like it implies certain things. Like the thing with the watch, like you don't realize like, in the scene itself, like you're taught, like David is talking with his um, girlfriend about like this watch. And she's like, you're going to give that watch to your future, future child, or like, you're going to pass it down. And then like, when you see the scene of like Benji's grave and you see like this watch is on the grave, it's not like, he doesn't explicitly say, oh, David left the watch on Benji's grave. But like, you know, like you just saw, you just read the scene about the watch and David's watch. And then now you see it in this scene. So it's just like the thing with the pucks and like the writing on the notes on the pucks, like it's like a scene that's a before, but then you, you can connect it here. You got to read it with your eyes. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll read the second book in our next season of the podcast. And right before that, Sarah and I will read the book again. <laughs> because, yeah, I also, like, after reading this book, I was like, I definitely re- need to read it again. Normally, when I listen to audiobooks, I just reread those chapters. <laughs> but I couldn't do that for the entire book this time. So, yeah, I definitely should do that. Um, Just what happened to Bobo in 10 years? Because <laughs> I missed that one. Okay, so Bobo and um, Amit are friends in 10 years. Like, and basically, so at the end, you see you see the four people and then like, it's like Bobo, Amit, Zach, and Benji. And it's like two of these will become professional players. One will become a dad, one will die. And the thing is, you don't know if all of those, like, you don't know if all four of those things apply to all four of the players. Like one can become a professional player and a dad and die. Like one can be applied to all three. So you don't know. It's very vague. It's left open. I think it's because like if there's sequels, then it's like leaving room for like the sequel to develop and that sort of thing. But there is a seed with Benji's grave. So I'm going to assume that he's the one who died. I don't know if he became a professional player or like he became a dad or anything like that, but like he definitely is the one who died. But, but yeah, but, and then the thing is Amit, you, Amit and Bobo are both like friends in the future. So you, that's all you really see regarding them. There's like some, there's like some hinting that maybe Amit becomes a professional player, but like, we don't know. I think it's mostly because the entire time Amit is just like, I need to become a professional player. This is my out of this town. And this is how I'm going to like help my family. Um, and like, you know, cause his mom has like a lot of health issues as well as like a really shitty job. So he's trying to like earn money to like help his family and that sort of thing. And he's like, this is the thing that I'm going to do in my life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like though the flash forwards I think are just, I hope, I hope that the two sequels that will are coming are going to be like, you know, answer all these questions for me because I need to know. <laughs> It'd be really mean if they didn't. So like, if yeah, he does not talk about Benji, if he does not talk about Benji, I I will personally write a letter to Frederick Bachman. Be like, excuse I think, me. <laughs> I think we found a new book crush for Puja. Listen, Benji was just like, okay, wait, let, let me talk about like scenes. 
oh that my god made me emotional i have a list okay i have a list number one <laughs> okay number one is the scene where benji sees maya in the forest after her rape i genuinely got emotional reading that scene because like basically Maya's like walking through the forest and it's she's like physically beaten down and she's like crying right and Benji sees her because he's like getting driven by his sister like back to their house or whatever and he sees her in the forest but then he like goes out because he's like first he like wants to help right he's just like oh my god I see someone who's like struggling in the forest like I need to go help he sees who it is he sees that she's crying and he like this, he like tells like he, his sister is like, what's happening? What, who's there whatever. And then Benji is like, sees her, makes eye contact with her, knows what's happening. And then he's just like, no, no, no. Like, oh, I, I just, it was a mistake. Like, I don't know. The thing is you might be like, oh my God, like, why didn't he help her right then and there? Like, what was the issue? But he didn't, first of all, he didn't know the situation, but second of all, the whole line is like, he saw her, but like, he knows what it's like to like, need to cry alone in the forest or something and he's just like he knows what that like what that what's that's like I don't I can't speak right now but but he, he like he has so much empathy oh my god okay so then that scene made me genuinely emotional the scene where Maya gets bullied in the school cafeteria and like Anna like wants to sit next to her, but Maya's like, no, 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 don't sit next to me, like go away. And so she goes away, but then her brother comes, Leo, who is Maya's younger brother comes and sits down next to her and is like helping her. And I'm like, oh my God, Leo, what a good guy. What a good brother. He's just such a, uh, such good, good guy other okay that's the second one <laughs> third scene is I don't know why I genuinely felt so so like we never really during this entire time we haven't really talked about like Maya's parents because they are a core part of this entire book but like so Peter and Kira right I genuinely felt bad for Kira Peter was like I genuinely felt bad. I felt bad for him, obviously. I felt bad, probably the most bad for like Maya, obviously. But like Peter, I kind of felt bad. Kira, I genuinely felt so bad for her because like there were certain scenes where she, it was just very clear that she was like, she felt so helpless and she just wanted to do something for, for Maya. And she was like a lawyer and she was like taking up Maya's case and like trying to do as much as she physically could do without necessarily going and like killing Kevin. <laughs> there was like not much that she could do. So she was trying her best. And like, you could see that there was like a scene where like she almost runs down a kid who like throws a rock at Maya or something. She like tries to run him down with her car. And literally Maya's like, okay, dude, like, please calm down. Like, don't be violent and that sort of thing. But I don't know. I just, just like every scene where she had to like go into the forest to scream because she was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like feeling so helpless. And I was, I was like, oh my God, that's such a, that's a really good scene. Those scenes where I was like genuinely getting emotional. Um, another scene was when Bobo was protecting Amit, like when that William Lick guy was like beating the shit out of him. Like Bobo was like, yes, you know, 
defending him. Others see that made me emotional. The last, the whatever I heard, saw Benji's grave and the watch on the grave. I was this close to crying. Okay, very close. I did not cry, but I was very close to crying because I was like, that was so, that was so emotional. I still am feeling emotional about that. I can't believe that's gonna happen. I know it. Like, why? He didn't even do anything. He was such a good guy. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, I just, I, that's my list. Um. <laughs> you know, some of these things, I was like, wow, news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. From your own expression, I was like, she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely got to read the book again. But, you know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the that all like I don't know for me like the parts the part actually I don't really remember if this was the right part but I feel like a lot of the stuff with Maya and Anna definitely made me feel feelings um <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the things made you feel <laughs> feelings <laughs> uh, I you know yeah anyways <laughs> I feel like a lot of the things that you described were also like the aftermath of the rape which I feel like was some parts where I definitely wasn't paying as much attention but yeah I feel like I don't know the also Amit oh also sorry this is actually off topic but <laughs> I was gonna say Amit they're like his friends all the friendships very cute I feel like that yeah all the scenes you described a plus but what I wanted to go back to going back all the way to when you brought up soon I was like soon I feel like is one of those like I don't know I feel like we have had a character like this before which I don't really remember what the character was who the character was but um I feel like he's the like older guy like you know like very sweet old man just very wholesome and then he gets like fired pretty much but it has to like go through this like him like resigning kind of act and I think is it Peter who's super upset this is the part where I was like is this Peter or David I don't know but one of them was super upset about it um and yeah I feel like I don't know overall I I liked him as a character too even though I feel like he I feel like we didn't, I don't know. I mean, like all the, as we said, all the characters are like, not, not the main characters who see a little bit of everybody, but um, I, I don't think we got like his perspective too much on a lot of things, but I still liked him a lot as a character. I, I just like cute old men. Yeah, it was, it was Peter who was super emotional because like soon is like Peter's father figure because Peter has like a shitty childhood also. So I think what Pooja was saying about all the like emotional moments, there was also the moment when I think Kevin's mom, I don't, it's kind of like small detail, but Kevin's mom like cleared like her morning or like her morning schedule to hang out with him. And then he was like, yeah, I don't really want to. And then she's like, okay, I'm just going to sit in the parking lot and pretend like I'm spending time hanging out with my kid because I can't go into work and have everyone know that like my kid didn't want to hang out with me. Like that's kind of sad. Yeah, I I actually didn't remember that part. But when you brought up Kevin's mom, I thought you were talking gonna talk about like how she 
go like she realizes that Kevin actually did it I forget exactly how she realizes this but then basically she goes and visits Maya and like it's so clear that she's like super super upset about it and she's the one who's like bawling her eyes out and like Maya's like oh it's gonna be okay and I thought that was like a very cool scene of like her to like you know obviously it it gave me those vibes of like um when we read defending Jacob and it's it's just like the situation when you're as a parent like your kid did something wrong and you just feel like really bad for it and a lot of responsibility for it and like but Maya was like this is not your fault you know and I also thought it was like a scene where you got to see Maya just being very like mature for her age and I don't know just like taking those all like I don't know I I feel like as a 15 year old like she just really handled everything very well and like I don't I think it really showed her personality and maybe also like I kind of got the vibe that it was like Anna her relationship with Anna probably helped a lot with I don't know at least that's my assumption because I feel like Anna has that personality too where she's like very strong in her opinions and stuff like that and I think you got to see that with Maya too with how she reacted to everything I think there was a quote I don't know the exact quote but one along the lines of like you can survive anything if you have a best friend kind of thing so I feel like that's that really shows that yeah we didn't see Anna's flash forward yeah hopefully she comes back yeah she needs to be there she needs to be Maya's manager that was the whole they kept talking about like you're going to be the musician I'm going to be the manager and I was like friends (laughs) okay I also just want to point out this is the highest rated book all of us have given like all of us have given a pretty high rating consider that a success because I know you guys have some really have some really low ranked books <laughs> <laughs> yes no definitely a big success on this one yeah yeah I feel like we um can be can be harsh but <laughs> I also think this is generally a very well liked book like when I saw it on Goodreads like has very high ratings and and I think for good reason like it, I definitely was a really well written book um and very compelling story yeah that you guys should read with your eyes eyeballs <laughs> next time <laughs> for all our listeners if i don't know um you probably either read the book or not gonna read the book at this point but read it with your eyeballs <laughs> yes read it with your eyeballs otherwise you won't you're just you're gonna get confused yeah okay um characters we talked about characters that you liked. Who were some characters that you didn't like? I'll go first, like, Kevin's father. Right. <laughs> the thing is, I think Kevin's father, like, a lot, like, there are a lot of instances, especially with the parents, where it's like the parent wanted to do blank, but then they chose not to because they're like, oh, that's not really our relationship with my child, kind of thing. It's like he wanted to hug him, but then he's like, mm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> and then it comes off as cold and he doesn't care, kind of thing. Yeah, but like after the rape, like Kevin's dad was like, yeah, no, he was the really most despicable person. Like he, like literally, in spoiler alert for defending Jacob, that other book that we read <laughs> recently in the first episode of season one, if you want, to, or season two, if you want to check it out, 
Andy Barber had more appeal than than Kevin's dad. Okay, and Andy Barber. I don't know about that. Okay, literally, Andy Barber's son was dealing with murder. I hate Andy Barber. I hate Kevin's father more than I hate Andy Barber, and it's not because Chris Evans played Andy Barber. Okay, (laughs) it's just. I think I hate Andy Barber because Chris Evans played Andy Barber. What do you? I love Andy Barber. Because he didn't match the vibe. It threw me off and it yeah, made but me Chris Evans character. was fantastic regardless, okay? Okay, no. back to this book. <laughs> yeah, we're on the wrong book now. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but but Kevin's father was literally terrible. Like the worst. Okay, but yeah, that's my uh terrible character. Uh who your guys, your guys' turns. Yeah, I feel like it's mainly Kevin and his father. I don't know. I was trying to think of the other, I mean, I guess like all the other kids on the hockey team that were like just rude and like, I don't know, that guy who William lit. I was like, I don't even remember reading about this character because <laughs> I would, definitely would have been like, oh my God, like um, the guy from Suits. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, Dude, I don't know. What are you on about? <laughs> I don't remember his first name, but there's a guy. Oh, oh Harry? Harvey? Harvey? No, no. The guy who's something lit, but his first name is what people refer. Okay, you guys haven't seen. I haven't seen the show. I don't know what you're I have. About. <laughs> and I vaguely know who you're talking about, but not enough. Sarah <laughs> clearly has a problem with characters. We've already established this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't know. I was wondering if you guys had other because I don't, I didn't like explicitly hate anybody else other than Kevin. I mean, I would say I wasn't a huge fan of (laughs) what's the coach's name? David. 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 I don't really like David. I mean, I feel like he was. I he he was revived a little. But I mean, cause he, cause he redeemed, I, dude. Redeemed. <laughs> yeah, okay. I meant redeemed. <laughs> he was a redeemed a little bit by showing like his relationship with the, uh, like his um, team or like I don't know what you call them <laughs> students. <laughs> it's a team. It's a team. <laughs> his players yeah his players his team yeah okay his players but I just thought like I know he was made to be out this way but and just like the whole board because they were like oh you have to worry about how the club looks or whatever it was so irritating because sometimes that doesn't fucking matter (laughs) And they cared about it way too much, especially because the whole town already knows all the shit that goes on in the whole town. Like, who are you trying to look good for? Like, everyone knows everything. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of hard to pick up. I mean, I guess Kevin's dad because he does some not great things after in response to the rape. But it's hard to fully dislike all the characters or any of the characters because, like, he do- like the author does a great job of showing it from their perspective and being like, okay, I see where you're coming from. Like, even Kevin, he does a horrible thing, but then, of course, like, we don't support what he did, but I think 
he at least grew a bit as a person following it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I the one thing about so like I didn't I'll be I didn't read the description of this book before. So I didn't really know that like what like I didn't know what was gonna happen, like what was the big thing that was gonna happen or anything like that. I have to say, like Kevin in the beginning, like the very beginning, like you kind of you're somewhat like he he just seems like I literally wrote a note, like, is Kevin gonna be like Nathan in One Tree Hill? <laughs> Like I was like, no, he, not. He, yeah, okay, yeah. But like in the <laughs> beginning, I was like, oh, like, is he gonna be like the sports star? I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But then like you knew, like you kind of get a feeling that there's like something wrong or like something like th- there's something dark about this individual, you know, like he's not like, you know, he he's kind of like he seems like a little bit of a jerk, but like you're just like, I don't know, maybe he's just like a jock type jerk, like not necessarily a nice jock, but like a bad jock. Like, I don't know. He's just, he gives off a weird vibe, but then like, yeah. Like, I think he like the, even in the beginning, like when you bear it, you don't know anything that's going on. Like you get kind of a sense that he's okay, but not really, but it, I, it's just like really good character setup. Also. I, th- I think that's like a thing. An- a- another character I was going to mention was William Litt's mom is like worse than William Litt. She's literally so terrible, terrible human being. And she's just like, sucks. Every, also everyone who was racist against Ahmed and his mom, terrible. <laughs> All suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, what was I going to say? I don't remember exactly what I was going to say anymore. <laughs> I think, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember now. Um, yeah. I feel like that yeah I definitely got the vibe that like I don't know I I think yeah it was like the a jock like but also like I'm the I'm the popular kid but also I like pick on all the other kids like I feel like especially just hearing the way that like him and his gang like picked on Amit and like even other kids like I don't know I was just like oh, you guys suck like Nathan Nathan was not great in the beginning of One Tree Hill, but he redeemed himself very quickly and Kevin never redeemed himself. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like the, but the thing I was going to say was more like at the same, even though I didn't really like Kevin and therefore like, I feel like the whole thing with David being the father figure to his players and stuff wasn't as like heartwarming, but I, I still feel like in a way it was kind of like, it was cute that they had that relationship too and if if he wasn't such a like Kevin wasn't such a bad character I feel like you would like David more and like obviously like you know if the whole town wasn't as like so obsessed with hockey but like I think the way that it was that was all and the fact that they kind of like did everything for David I don't know that kind of like coach player relationship I think is cool because I don't know I feel like you just get really bonded with this like older individual who just like through I guess your love of sport and dedication and stuff so I I think that can be a cool like cute thing but definitely wasn't as cute as the other relationships because they were better people um (laughs) but yeah I had I had one last thought. 
um, on a character that we haven't really talked about, Ramona. Do you guys know who that is? <laughs> yeah. Lady I, okay, okay. I know she's a bartender. The other Peter. What? <laughs> the other Peter, but the guy who was also like super good, but then I don't remember what happened. Her but... husband. Yeah, her Ooh, husband okay, died many years prior but he was he yeah but she yeah harshney you're right she's she's a she owns a bar yes okay okay but yeah what else because i don't know anything else about her like okay okay ramona is a great character though i thought she was really good she doesn't go she doesn't go back to the ice hockey rink since her husband died because he he was like a really good player but he was also i think he was like a was he a previous, like some sort of administrative person as well? I don't actually know. I don't remember, but I know that he was a player and he died. And since then she hasn't been to the rink since whatever. But anyway, Ramona is just such a good character because she's kind of like, people kind of write her off as like the crazy old lady, kind of like they write off soon as like the crazy old man, but she is like, she has helped a lot of people in the town and like there are a lot of people so there is like a lot of scenes where we don't really get a lot of explanation but like he like she has helped out several men in the town who have like who are like past criminals and they're like trying to like rehabilitate themselves um and like she has helped them all out and like they are very loyal to her so they'll like do things for her which so like there's a scene where Peter's wife like Peter's job is kind of like up in the air after Maya kind of says that like Maya Maya you know tells everyone that like Kevin raped her so their vote like the whole town it seems or like the board at least of this hockey club vote on whether Peter should have his job or not like whether he should be ousted from the club and then they they vote that he doesn't like they vote that he still has a job so Peter's wife Kira goes to Ramona and is like um how did that happen because you know what like they don't like Peter no one likes Peter no one likes us how did he end up like keeping his job and then Ramona like was like well yeah you know like I know some people like I got I got the connections like don't worry and like she just like knows a bunch of people and like is always helping people out but she also is able to like tell people she's like a very straightforward character so like she there's this really interesting conversation that she has with soon at some point where she's like soon is like oh yeah people are gonna blame hockey now like hockey is an aggressive sport they're gonna blame hockey for the reason why kevin had so much aggressiveness in him and like took it out on women and then rabona is like it's classic men who are never blaming men for the problem he, she was like the problem isn't hockey the problem is that this boy thought like he could like if no meant yes that's what it was the problem and she it's like a very interesting conversation that she has with him um but yeah Ramona's just like such a such an interesting character you know she's always yeah I I liked her I she deserves more screen time <laughs> but yeah well about screen time they they have it on the tv version I think on HBO mm-hmm. um I don't know. Well, it's definitely in Swedish. Um, maybe um, they have the American dub. I feel like it's better just watch with subtitles. I don't know if that's only available. I think it's available in the U.S. currently. But I don't know if it's only available like somewhere else. 
let's look it up hbo max let's go yeah <laughs> so maybe i'll just watch the show i will what a flex <laughs> um yeah it's uh my dad got it so <laughs> lucky me uh, but i'm sure we're gonna find it and i'll watch it and let you guys i feel like oh, okay yeah it's called bjornstad but i also see bear down <laughs> um yeah i definitely i was gonna say earlier like i think with the whole thing with a lot of characters like I feel like I would follow this much easier if it wasn't a show format, which is why I feel like, I don't know, as I got into it, I feel like I liked listening to it. Although I will say like with the audiobook, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I've been the same person, but I don't know, some of the characters, like the way <laughs> she spoke through like Anna's character, like, I don't know, certain characters, I was like, oh, it sounds so annoying. Like this is such an annoying voice, but <laughs> minor point. Anyways, all right. <laughs> Does anyone have any other thoughts? I don't. I don't have any thoughts. I feel like I've I've shared all of my relevant thoughts. I even went through my list. Yeah, that was quite a list. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that I guess is the end of season two, episode six, where we discussed Bear Town. Thanks to Miriam's recommendation and thanks to her for joining our podcast today. So (laughs) I didn't say useful things, but it was fun. No, you definitely did. did A lot of useful things. I appreciated (laughs) your perspective. Um, And you remember a lot for, I don't know how long ago you read this book. Well, I did start reading it, re-listening to it yesterday, just in February. And then I only got through part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely you definitely remember more than me and Sarah. But <laughs> do not let me into this. Sarah, you literally forgot <laughs> so many people's names. Okay, yeah, I forget everyone's name for every book. You literally you remember that whatever her Maya only loaded like a single cartridge, which I had fully forgotten. But, yeah. can't but no, Sarah name. also thought that Maya killed Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, that's not fair. It's not that I didn't remember that. It's that I didn't understand the engine. Right, that is fair. She remembered the single cartridge, but she just forgot that. She, yeah, that that's fair. All right, fine. But either way, you both should read it with your eyes. <laughs> all right i got it some people don't have time for that <laughs> God. um anyways next week we will be going to my favorite genre horror thriller books oh, sorry, I so. <laughs> what i thought you were stalling until you remember what the book that i know she like totally forgot what the book was <laughs> no like, no that's a mean move <laughs> Oh, I was, I mean, I did pull it up, so I made sure I got the author's name right, (laughs) but I was gonna say, yes, I want my good dose of horror books. I think we've read some good books. I mean, I don't know. I don't like, we didn't like the last book that we read, but we liked this book. Um, Hopefully this next one will be good. It's called The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendricks quite a title 
when I saw it, I was like, there's a book club. We're a book club. <laughs> we gotta read this book. Um, I'm not totally in love with the fact that there's vampires in it. Like, honestly, I was like, maybe I should find another book club. <laughs> but I have seen books by this author recommended a lot when I've been looking for books in this genre. So I really want to check out one of her books. I have not yet, so this will be the first one. Um, and yeah, we'll see if it compares at all to the book, vampire book we read in the last podcast, or the last season. Um, because yeah, that was that was quite a story. I think this one is going to be more of the traditional, like, yeah, I guess they're slaying vampires. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, hope to catch you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.